Welcome to the Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast with your host, hailing from Kakana, Wisconsin, riding a CST Tires SSI decals traveling back Yamaha YFC 450R, four-time ATV Motocross National Champion, number 25. Cody Jensen. What's up, everybody? We're back. Welcome to the latest edition of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, episode 93 of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, presented by our title sponsor, CST Tires, in stock and available for purchase today at shop.csttires.com. I'm your host, Cody Jansen, saying hello to our more than 175,000 monthly Digging Deep listeners in all 94 total countries in which you are listening, and we have a great episode for you tonight. The most intriguing battle within ATV Motocross this season was the brawl that was for that final top three podium position. And on this episode, we'll talk to the two main competitors left battling each other at the conclusion of that war for the top three spot. We'll talk everything from drama and protests to great racing and respect and everything in between, including Team USA 2022 and beyond on the episode ahead with both Brandon Hogue and Bryce Ford. And trust me, you won't want to miss it. I've been waiting for this episode for too long. The wait is over, but before dropping the gate on another can't-miss episode, shout out to all of our incredible partners. CST Tires, go to shop.csttires.com today. Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew, thanks to SSI decals, DID Racing Chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Impact Solutions, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the financial advice of the Haymar Financial Group, Forworks Carbon, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Integrative Financial Concepts and their Safe to Race and Safe to Ride Insurance programs, Binky's Forever ATC Museum, Blunzall Oil, the official oil choice of Digging Deep, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Walsh Racecraft, and Manscaped. To get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped's signature line, the Performance Package 4.0, includes the new Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer that I rely on to help keep my beard on point, the best nose hair trimmer ever created and an array of goodies like deodorant boxer briefs a travel bag and more so check out manscaped i wish i would have sooner and get 20 percent off with free shipping by using code digging deep 20 at manscaped.com so rad that manscaped is investing in atv racing as a longtime partner of digging deep help us keep them in the fold and involved in atv racing by using our digging deep 20 code so they know you enjoy digging deep and what we're all about here support all the great companies that support us and for any products that fall through the cracks click that rocky mountain atvmc banner on our website to help us out the 2022 season may have come to an end riding isn't however some of the best riding comes in the fall we all know that but whether it's for fall riding or already prepping for next season we both know you still need parts and gear no matter what off-road gear parts you need rocky mountain atvmc has you covered but before you buy simply click that rocky mountain atvmc banner on our website by using our specific link we get a percentage of what you buy on the back end enabling you to help us out while purchasing the parts you need anyway And did you know that you can buy OEM parts from Rocky Mountain ATVMC as well? Yep, ship conveniently right to your door. So click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner at diggingdeepatvmx.com to help us out while satisfying all your gear and parts needs. No new donors to shout out this week, but if you are interested in donating and hearing your name on the show, you can find the Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee donation links on our website. Major thanks to all who have donated. You guys freaking rock. Now, 
It's showtime. The 30-second board is up, it's sideways, and the gate is down. Time to dig deep. Let's go. All right, guys, joining us tonight is a rider that put together an absolutely fantastic season, nearly won a couple overalls, did grab a few podiums, and ultimately finished in the highly coveted top three position in the series point standings. Brought to you by Blenzall Oil, the official oil choice of Digging Deep, I am proud to introduce our 2022 Digging Deep Most Improved Pro, Mr. Brandon Hogue. What's up, mate? Welcome back to the show. Well, what's up, mate? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't break the news to you ahead of time. You're just learning of this for the first time now, but uh, you are this year's Digging Deep Most Improved Pro Award winner, as we speculated on recent shows. Uh, so congrats on that. Uh, what made this season different for you, pal? Because you were arguably the most Thomas Brown-like rider since T. Brown left. So um, we know that that's the position that everybody wanted to be in. Everybody wanted to fill in T. Brown's spot. So what do you credit that to? It was uh, a season that you'll never forget, for sure. Well, thank you, man. I'm honored for getting that. That's actually really cool. But yeah, I would just credit to the the team I had behind me, and um, they they helped me a lot. You know, physically, mentally, on the bike, off the bike, at the races, everything was just where it needed to be. Like, I just had a lot of help there, um, and they understood me, like with my training and stuff. So they had me riding as much as I could throughout the year and in between the races, which definitely helped me like you know after high point they still really believed in me even when I was really far back in points like so uh yeah after high point I went to their place literally and it like flipped a switch went to sunset two podiums in a row with sunset Ironman and yeah I mean it was just we had some good momentum there like halfway through but um I would just give credit to my team behind me not not really myself. It was just a lot of team effort, which uh, I really appreciate from the music. Yeah. Yeah. It was a heck of a season for you, dude. So last time we talked, you just mentioned the, the middle of the season there. So last time we talked to you on the show, you were in the midst of three podiums and four rounds. You reminded me uh, kind of maybe when we posted about it or something like that, you reminded me that it would have been four podiums in a row, if not for that mechanical failure at Briarcliff. And man, when uh, that DNF happened there at Briarcliff, you had to be thinking not again, because, you know, we see you nearly win Daytona. We know how that all went down. You were in position to win Ironman with, you know, with a corner to go. Um, you had to be thinking not again after that DNF there at Briarcliff. Yeah, the DNF at Briarcliff was, it was almost like I couldn't believe it because of how bad a luck that just is, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't have any warning either. Like it wasn't any noise or anything before that, but yeah, I just, dude, it just sucked. Like there's no other way to put it. You don't really expect those things to happen. And then when they do, I, the way I handle it is just that in my control, it wasn't in anyone's control. So the more you get pissed off at it, the, the worse it gets. So I'm not going to throw a helmet or anything, but I mean, I was still happy because the moto was good there. I was, I was in second and like, yeah actually opened the gap to chad and max and i was like i kind of caught joel some areas and stuff and i could just rode behind joel that moto so it was a good moto anyway but yeah just mechanical was are what they are i remember uh saying on the show in the, the coverage of that race that yeah like 
mid mid moto, you were like within two seconds of Joel. I mean, you were absolutely killing it. And then, you know, pleasure Valley was kind of around that time as well. And you, we know that you were pushing, uh, those two guys at that race as well. Like there's plenty of pictures with, you know, the three of you all stacked together. I mean, what, a what, a what, a I mean, that was a, a great stretch of the season for you, but what a season in general to just push those guys. Like it had to be, had to be almost man, like I don't want to say a dream come true because I know your goals are lofty. I know you want to win these races and you want to be a, a championship guy. But at the same time, like last year, mid season, the wheels kind of fell off with the, the brand switch and stuff like that. And then for this year, for it to all come together mid season to the end of the season, uh, man, like what, like it was the exact opposite of last year. You were so strong. I just, I feel like, like what a freaking season it was for you. It was amazing. Yeah. Dude, and I know this sounds weird, but how much it was mentally of a difference this year because it, I knew how much how fit I was and how ready I was to race and how fast I also can be mm-hmm. that after High Point, High Point was a really big – like, High Point, dude, I have a video on my phone. It's about a minute long of me talking to myself, which I'll probably post sooner or later, and it's just me cussing myself out saying, like, all right, we're going to turn the year around and we're going to still get third place. And I like, you know, I, I was on a road bike at the time and because at high point, I qualified second, I was riding really fast, but I was, I felt terrible. And I ended up that moto, like Bryce beat me and I felt like I faded really bad in moto one, couldn't hang on to the bike or anything. And I'm like, okay, like I do all this work. I do so much stuff and I can't even hang on to the quad for three minutes. Like, I'm either going to make the biggest change right now or it's going to be just like last year and I'm going to be a ninth, like back to ninth place. And then, uh, yeah, dude, it just was like mentally, mentally I'm like hell with it. Like just a different type of mentality for me. And I went to sunset and I'm like, you just made a decision. Like I'm going to be top three. It was a decision. It was simply, I know how good I can ride. I know in my mind, like how, my technique is like, I just know how good I can be. There are days at practice tracks to where I am a absolute like freak on a quad and wasn't racing that way. So it just was a, a mental switch. And I went to sunset and I knew that sunset was the race that like could make or break me because last year at sunset, I, I got like seventh, right? Like if I get a seventh at sunset, then I'm done. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm just going to go back to like seventh and points. So Brett, cd were like you're gonna be the fastest one today boy like that's how they talk and mm-hmm. i went out in qualifying dude and if you look at the qualifying and sunset i was right on joel and chad oh that dude it never were, happened you were on you were on rails that day getting in and yeah. out of the corners my god i've never i it was incredible i didn't need i did not yeah. need the lap times to see how fast you were going that day well, that's sweet that it could look that way, but it felt that way. And that's why I'm like, like I would do a lap and I saw how close I was. And I'm like, this is the day that I've been looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. And then honestly, even on the whole shots, like my whole shots all year, I've always been confident in. I mean, I came out top three, so many motos. So at sunset we line up and I line up next to Matt or Joel or whatever. And I'm like, all right, like I can easily get third here. Like just mentally. That's what I tell myself, not being cocky, but. And I mean, it just happened. It just, it was a mental, dude, a mental switch 
I didn't change training. Vol- I, my volume is always high. It's always the same. Mm-hmm. It's just mentally. How am I mentally? Like mentally, am I doing okay? Is my riding fine? It's just crazy what the mental state does for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Um, yeah. What a crazy stretch for you there. And yeah, if it wasn't for that Briarcliff situation, Brandon, uh, that would have eliminated any drama at the finale really, um, had you not lost those points that day, but we know, you know, that's not how it went down. You came into the finale with a small gap, smaller than at least it would have been without that, you know, that mishap there at Briarcliff. And then things got even more interesting, more interesting than expected at the final round. That first hurdle seemed to be that back injury that happened in Moto one. Uh, so take my listeners through that, buddy. That was crazy. That what a curveball that was for me heading into the second moto learning of this. Cause I didn't see, I mean, there was stories of you getting, you know, having, uh, needing help to get off the bike or whatever after the first moto or whatever. So, uh, take me through all of that. Like what the heck happened there? Cause that, that made everything way more stressful than it needed to be. Yeah. I mean, it was super weird too, because it was something that happened in qualifying. I just landed sitting down sideways after the finish. And I landed in a hole and my, my back just like got a super sharp pain right through it. Right. And I still finished qualifying. I get off the quad and I'm just like sitting with Brett. I'm like, man, I really jacked my back up. Well, you know how back pains are. They're just like, sometimes they're weird. Like you have some, you know, some pain. So I didn't think it was nothing. And then the first moto it's the back was not any issue in the entire moto. Every time I would jump or anything, I didn't have back pain. I get off the track, my quad had to go somewhere and I had to walk to the, my trailer and fall. Like I literally could not hold myself anymore and I'm screaming pretty loud. And yeah, it was big Jeff, like had to come help me, had to help me walk. And I went to the 88 live to ride tent, but I could not, could not hold myself up. No strength to, it was a super sharp, like squeeze pain, not a muscle cramp, but uh, almost like when you when you break something i thought i maybe broke something but yeah i couldn't move at all i lay down on the their their bed thing for like minutes or so really bad pain definitely thought i could not race for sure without a doubt was like i am not racing the second moto uh and then i was crying and stuff and like and i just i knew i had probably 20 minutes in me but i didn't know if i could get eighth place or whatever i had to get yeah. And then I just had a lot of help of people like massaging me and all that stuff, which, which definitely helped. Like I had this the icy, all the stuff you could do to try to get <laughs> feel better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went to the gate. I found out it really hurt to go from standing to sitting. Like if I were to like sit down and then try to stand that hurt. So I was either going to race the whole thing standing up or I was going to try to like only do that momentum when I, easy to uh i did the sight lap the, the sight lap was the worst part of it because i actually i don't know why it hurt so bad in the sight lap and i had like johnny telling me like oh you got this like everyone telling me just get seventh place and i'm like like in my own mind i'm like oh my god this is gonna just be the worst moto of my entire life but yeah yeah i managed to get seventh so i mean i actually thought about halfway I went through the 10 commandments and I leaned forward on the last one and that pain like locked my back up because this is a pain to where when it locked up, I couldn't even do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it locked up going into that right hander. 
I literally had to sit down and not push the gas. And I'm like, please come, come back. Like whatever my back was doing. Yeah. And it did. And Decker caught me a little bit, but I, I knew I had to beat Decker to like get third in the points. But yeah, it just was the worst moto ever. Dude, it and that's what scared me so much about it. Uh, being a guy that's dealt with back stuff, like you know, I broke my back a number of years ago or whatever. But then uh, a couple years ago, after um, one of my uh, twenty-five plus titles, so I'm just riding in the fall, and I somehow like slip a disc and just like riding, nothing happened. Didn't didn't get sketchy, uh-huh. didn't crash, nothing happened. And the reason why I brought up my. Uh, winning a championship that year is in my mind. I was literally thinking to myself, if this happened in the middle of the race, I would literally have to pull over because I could not do anything. I could not stand up. I could not, I could, I couldn't do it. There was, it didn't matter how bad I wanted it. My back wouldn't let me do it. Back pain, back injuries can be crippling. So that's why I was so worried as all this is going down. So while all this is going down, Brett, uh, music, your team owner there, uh, comes up to me. He's in a panic about your back. And, uh, at the time, you know, it really felt like there was some serious doubt. Like he had some doubt that you were going to be able to pull this thing off. So that's how I knew how serious it was. So I was going to ask you like in your mind, was there some doubts, but you're saying there, there, there was, I'm sure you were on that site lap there thinking like, still trying to talk yourself. Like we hear Johnny and all these people saying, you know, you got this, you can do it or whatever, but I'm sure it took some convincing of yourself too, to like, you know, make sure I'm going to be able to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Brett always joke about being soft. Like he'll say his ankle hurts or something. And I'll be like, man, you're just getting soft. Like you're getting too old and soft. <laughs> so that's what we, we were joking about. Like this was a serious deal. Like, uh, we, he, you know, he was asking if I'm getting soft and I'm like, no, this is, this is actually a, you know, this is beyond that. Right. Yeah. 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 But dude, the, and then the craziest part is I freaking almost ripped the whole shot. Like, I know. I, I knew I had to get, like, I knew I wanted to get a decent start, but to rip the whole shot almost like I was like, oh, this is not, I mean, it is what I wanted, but it was like, I know. know? So, so in my mind, Brandon, I'm like, man, this could go either way. Like now is he, you know, being at the front of the pack, I'm like, is he going to bite off more than he can chew? Is he going to push it a little too hard? Is he going to burn himself out? You know what I mean? Like it could have went either way. Uh, so, so yeah, that was wild, but ultimately, uh, ultimately you get it done with four points to spare. So five, six for fifth overall was good enough to get this thing done with four points to spare there. So I watched you like a Hawk in that second moto and man, like I said, I was so impressed that you didn't fade, uh, anything you were dealing with about, you know, you know, having some little issues or, uh, having that thing flare up or whatever, you never showed it. Um, you just did your thing. Was there any points in the race other than like what you had said, you know, on getting a little too far forward in the 10 commandments there or whatever, but was there any other points where you're like, Oh, like, Oh shoot. Like that was, that was close or, or nothing like that. Did it never get that sketchy during the second moto there? Yeah, one other time I overjumped the middle triple. Okay. Like, I, I was just telling myself to just chill out and land stuff smoothly. And I freaking come around the turn. I overjumped the jump by like maybe two quad lengths or so, but that's enough to like land a flat. Mm-hmm. Dude, I land and I'm like, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna literally ruin it for myself if I keep doing this. Cause I, at one point, kind of like it was probably lap maybe four or so. I could see everyone in front of me and they weren't like pulling away from me crazy at that point. And I'm like, like maybe I can, I can race right now. Maybe I can just like 
now like let's go uh-huh. but yeah that moment happened and I'm like well now I'm probably gonna get passed from that and I just after that I knew I definitely could not but yeah there were moments where it was like okay maybe I can go and then there were times where it's like nope let's just <laughs> try to win this like whatever my goal was you know but no it uh-huh. was and then also like I'd go by and I'd check for the laps like how many laps we have left uh-huh. I never saw a cross flag or nothing I'm like are we really only like into this moto? And it was, you know, thankfully the two board comes out and everything, but yeah, it was, it was a very pretty wild race for me. Yeah. Like I said, it, uh, it seemed way more dramatic than it needed to be. It should have got that interesting. Um, yeah. so that was crazy. So then the next little bit of drama or, or whatever you want to call it is this protest situation. I think that you were referencing that. That's why your bike had to go somewhere after the first moto. That's why you were walking all these things. Uh, the protest was on sound, correct? So, um, like I said, happened in between motos there. So, so what do you want to tell me about that? That seemed to make everything a little bit more interesting while you're trying to digest and figure out this whole back situation all at the same time. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I respect it at the end of the day. I get it. I get what it was for. And, uh, but I knew, I knew when we got protested that we would pass just, so I wasn't concerned, but I mean, the protest deal, I think got definitely blown out of proportion mm-hmm. than what it should have been. I mean, I don't mind. Like I literally care zero to get protested. Uh, it doesn't matter to, at all. Like I, I definitely think that there needs to be that in the racing just in case if people do cheat, but the only thing I kind of got upset about was, you know, uh, I guess like, I won't get into it now, but I, I just, I'm not, not going to do this stuff cheating. Like, mm-hmm. like this, this is not the way I am. I mean, if, and I'm not going to cheat on sound, if I really think that a decibel is going to give me like this huge advantage to, to be a, you know, where Joel and Chad are, it's just not, it's just not me, man, but I totally get it. And I, like I said, I respected the protests and I literally didn't get bothered by it. So it was, it is what it is. No, I think that, uh, I think that from everybody else is how it spiraled out of control and got blown out of proportion. Like you said, I think it took on a life of its own and that probably was not, not necessary. We got Bryce coming up later on this show too. And we'll ask him about it. Cause I thought what he said on the podium, uh, you know, he said a lot of great things about you before trying to clear the air on the fact that, you know, there was a protest that went down, but he talked about how great of a season you had and, you know, how, how much respect he had for you. So, um, I didn't want to harp on all the drama stuff. I really just wanted to, to touch on that and, uh, hear what you knew about it. So, uh, you clinched that top three spot. That was obviously the goal, the, the biggest goal coming into the weekend. I'm sure it was the biggest goal coming into the year and, and you had to fight through some things in the middle of the year, uh, of the year there. So how stoked were you after the race, Brandon, because you're one of those guys that always has your eye on the next big thing. You're always on the kind of the next thing. That's just how you are. But did you let yourself enjoy, you know, that you clinched the goal there, you accomplished the goal. Did you uh, enjoy that there on Saturday night? Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't drive home happy just because of how the day was. It was, not the day I wanted. Like I wanted to go out there and seriously end with a statement that I was the third guy. So I was upset driving home, but as I get older, I definitely celebrate the stuff more. So now the biggest celebration for me was what I talked about earlier with the mental switch. I fully believed in myself and I did it and it helped me a lot. And uh, it's just how my, how my future is going to look like, I know how powerful it is for me. Um, 
and I know what I need to do to pull myself into that position again. So like, it was a big win on that aspect that now I know going into next year, I know how to be like where my head needs to be, you know? Um, even if I have bad races and stuff, I, I've been through all of it now to where I know where I need to be mentally at every single race. No. Well, I think that, you know, we knew that you were capable of it, but still to accomplish it for the first time to prove to yourself that man, like, Hey, I like, I am a top three pro. Like I, at when the dust settles, when the season ends, you know, I'm on that top three podium to actually accomplish that is a huge freaking deal. You know, like yeah. to think of, I mean, just, and I've said this probably every time we've had you on the show, but to think about it, wasn't that long ago that, you know, you were, you know, obsessing over watching Joel Hetrick videos. And now you've, you know, manifested the fact that like you're standing alongside of him and running his pace at times and uh, earning your spot on the podium alongside him and Chad, man, like that's just such a special thing to me. So I was hopeful that, you know, um, I knew you weren't, you know, on Saturday night, it's not like you were going to be getting crazy. You know, I didn't mean it like that. I more meant like, have you, you know, thought about the fact that, Hey, like I did this thing. Um, I was just hopeful that you were kind of focusing on that rather than, you know, whatever happened on Saturday at Loretta's basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely was, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Like if you think about, you know, my, the high point race, like when I went home from high point, yeah. I'm, like for example, like my phone wasn't ringing on the way home. Like, Hey, good job. Like people weren't, reaching out to me like how good I rode people weren't doing this and doing that mm -hmm. and that type of stuff you know even though people don't realize it that stuff for me is like I'm not doing as good as I know I can do like the the days where I'll drive home from a race and like I, my phone my phone's blowing up and people are like wow you rode good and congrats on the podium like I almost it's uh kind of hard to, to think about it that way but I people don't realize it man like Whenever I do bad, I really, I take it so deep that <laughs> we know, <laughs> dude, like I, I love, I just love doing good. I just love doing good. Yeah. Like it's as simple as that. And when I'm doing good, I will be the happiest guy you will ever see at a track or anywhere. Like I'll go to a gas station and tip the guy 20 bucks just for fun. <laughs> like, so yeah, I just really want to do good. And when I do good, I, yeah, everything's great. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's cause you put so much into it, you know, when you dedicate as much as you do, that's what, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's how you accomplish or how you achieve that level of happiness. Like that, that's because you invest nonstop in yourself and, and, you know, chasing your goals like this. So that's why, um, but yeah, amazing accomplishment for you in this first year team, the music racing and repair team. It's just, uh, incredible to think of first year team and you team up to, you know, for the first time or whatever, first year of this effort and, and you end up, uh, you know, finishing on the top three, um, in the top three on the top three spot to end the season is amazing. You and I spent a portion of the day on Thursday leading up to Loretta's chatting about next year and looking forward to the quad cross of nations, a spot that, you know, you've now clinched basically now that we know that this is a top three in points thing that earns that for the next season. So that's amazing. Congrats to you on that as well for 2023. We know Brett and the, the crew over there, you know, loved having you, obviously they were over the moon about having you on the team. And then I started to hear rumors about potentially another offer from a new team or something like that. So uh, maybe you can't say anything yet, but what can you say about this, because obviously we know that rumors are swirling. Uh, Joel Hetrick was on the last episode kind of hinting at some of these things. So I, I told him <laughs> that we were going to hold you down and at least see what you could say about it. 
We'll get right back to the show, but now a word from our sponsors. And thank you for listening to these ads. Without these great companies, none of this would be possible. Show your support for the people who support us. We used to speak of a CST takeover, but now 2022 is the year of CST supremacy. CST's Pulse MXR tires are the choice of Joel Hattrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, and Nick Janusa, meaning CST tire riders are in contention for pro-class wins and a possible podium sweep every time they hit the racetrack. CST tires are also the official tire choice of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, but you already knew that. I, your host Cody Jansen, helped pioneer the CSD takeover with Pulse MXR fronts and white label soft compound rears on my way to back-to-back national championships and a pro sport podium to cap off the 2021 season. The Pulse MXR tire, available in soft and standard compounds, offer the highest level of traction, most predictable cornering, and superior wear characteristics when compared to the competition. Did I mention they offer contingency payouts as well? Visit shop.csdtires to join the CSD takeover today or prepare to be beat by someone who did. Joel Hattrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Nick Janusa, myself, and so many more believe and trust in CSD tires. Do you? You already know we're Team Blue Crew now more than ever here at the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. And whether it's eight-time and reigning ATVMX Pro Class National Champion Chad Weenan, who with his next championship will become the winningest champion in ATV motocross history, or seven-time and current XC1 Pro ATV GNCC National Champion Walker Fowler, who is now tied for second all-time in titles won, it's clear the podium-proven Yamaha YFZ450R is the winning choice of sport ATVs. This continued and unprecedented success for the Yamaha YFZ450R, its unrivaled quality and performance, and the undisputable fact that Yamaha is the leading OEM supporter of ATV racing has resulted in an ever-growing Yamaha takeover within the sport quad market. Best yet, Yamaha's Blue Crew Racer Support Program is back and stronger than ever here in 2022, meaning Yamaha riders will once again cash in on payouts and prize opportunities, including a chance to win a brand new YFZ450R. For more info, head over to YamahaBlueCrew.com, follow them at Yamaha Outdoors on social media, and check out Yamaha's full proven off-road lineup at YamahaOutdoors.com today. SSI decals is a name synonymous with ATV racing, synonymous with big time success, and absolutely synonymous with the best looking decals around. An offshoot of their parent company that was established in 1947, SSI first took shape from owner Ian Harris's passion for ATVs. With what started as just making numbers and decals for riders like Chad Weenan, the company quickly took off, and today you couldn't imagine ATV motocross without SSI decals. The graphics maker and designer now supports all the top teams in ATV motocross, as well as teams and riders racing GNCC, Work Series, Pro Motocross and Supercross, Canadian Pro Motocross, Short Course Off-Road Trucks, UTVs, Snowcross, and, oh yeah, six-time world champion top fuel drag racer Clay Milligan. No project is too big or too small for SSI decals, making your identity stick with championship-level graphics. Head over to SSIDecals.com today and then maybe call the doctor because things are about to get sick. The Digging Deep ATVMX podcast is brought to you in part by DID and their wide range of championship-winning chains. From the street to the track and everywhere in between, DID chains are designed to give you the optimal riding experience with great performance and increased chain life. Consistent to the core, pick up your box of reliability today. DID, what drives you? We are proud to be partnered with Numira Technologies. Since 2001, Numira has led the charge in the ATV and side-by-side market. 
covering more applications than anyone else in the industry. Namura's advanced piston technology uses a NASA-exclusive aluminum alloy that helps to reduce expansion rates, allows for tighter tolerances, and leads to higher overall engine performance for your machine. For more information about Namura's wide offerings of pistons, rings, gaskets, industry-leading top-end repair kits, and recently added connecting rods, visit your local dealer or online at www.namira.com. Namira Technologies, your one-stop shop engine component supplier. We are pleased to be partnered with Bronco ATV and UTV components. Bronco has been an industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. With a catalog that includes a full line of electrical components, engine internals and cylinders, shock and suspension parts, winches, clutch kits, valves, carb kits, bearing kits, and drive chain parts, Bronco is your hard part source for whatever you need for whatever you ride. Available exclusively through distributors around the world, visit your local dealer or online at broncoatv.com. Forworks Carbon's innovative lightweight products include top-notch seat covers, carbon fiber, and plastic hoods, gas tank covers, exhaust shields, shock guards, and much more. Whether you have an ATV, UTV, or snowmobile, Forworks has the goodies that will improve your ride and make you salivate. We trust Forworks for increased function and a sexier look, and you should too. Forworks Carbon, always working hard to bring high quality and innovative parts to the market. Check them out today at fwcarbon.com. What can you say about this? Because obviously we know that rumors are swirling. Uh, Joel Hattrick was on the last episode kind of hinting at some of these things. So I, I told him that we were going to hold you down and at least see what you could say about it. Yeah, that, that Joel guy's an idiot, huh? <laughs> but no, uh, I'm really not sure yet. Um, I'll definitely fill you in when I know my my exact, uh, I guess just when I can announce stuff and when I can sure. make sure everything's going to be good. But yeah, I mean, uh, out there, but I'm not, I'm not going to be able to announce anything right now. Uh, hopefully soon, a couple weeks maybe, I'll be able to uh, kind of, put everything out there and see see which way I'm going to go. Um, but, yeah, man, things uh, were just absolutely phenomenal, and they always have my back, which was just a good feeling, like I said. Um, and Brett, Brett went into me when no one else would. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I hope that it uh... – I hope that whatever it is that happens, um, I hope that it's a difficult decision before you, because you know, whatever you, whatever you're deciding between is so good. That's what I hope for you. I, we know that Brad is willing to do anything and everything within his means for you. You know what you're getting from that team. We know what the baseline is. I said all season long that it was a perfect combination. You and this music racing and repair team. Um, so yeah, I hope that, uh, I hope that, you know, you make whatever decision is right for you. I have to imagine it's pretty hard to leave that because we, we saw what the baseline was with those guys, but yeah, I hope, uh, hope that whatever it is, it's a difficult decision because the offers are so good. That's what I hope for you, Brandon. Um, obviously you're a close friend of mine, friend of the show, obviously, and somebody that we're always cheering for. So we just want the best for you. Uh, rock solid was the best way to describe your season. I think, uh, I think your love for riding and racing is a huge part of your success. Brandon, uh, we know how much you love riding and, and racing and competing and being successful. You were just touching on that. Uh, have you been riding? I, I swear I've been seeing some videos like you've been riding for fun recently, even since the, the season concluded. Is that right? Uh, no, my, my back is still bad right now. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a, a disc issue or something, but there's some times where I can't get out of bed yet. So it's still, still a problem, but I'm starting to, to be able to train a little bit and stuff like that. But no, I've been been on hold just to make sure that this isn't going to hold me back 
uh, in months going, to come. Going forward. Yeah. Good call because yeah. those things can, can linger. I know all about that. Well, uh, yeah. Pal, congrats on a hell of a season. I'm glad that that back issue happened at just the right time, that at least it didn't put in uh, your season in jeopardy down the stretch there. Um, But man, congrats on that top three spot. Congrats on being our 2022 Digging Deep Most Improved Pro, which is pretty awesome, Brandon. That was something that we've been doing, you know, typically like last year it was Cody Ford. I think you don't necessarily think of it being a top three guy, Uh, But for you, man, like you went from being sixth last year, third this year in points. And I I can't remember what the number was exactly. It's uh, I got the number here. It's 56. You were 56 points better than last season is what uh, clinched that spot for you. So you had, you know, like 20 more points than the next closest guy. I think Vince Merman came in second for the award and Joel Hetrick was third. So Brandon Hogue, most improved pro man, like stoked, stoked that you're that guy. Obviously uh, we're a huge fan of you here at digging deep, obviously, but man, uh, just a testament to you for the strides that you made this season. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that, man. That feels good to take actually. I, uh, I like it hearing that I, I improved, which, that's nice. And hopefully, hopefully I can, uh, go after that award again next year. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a, there's a trophy being made that'll have your name on it. Uh, so we'll get that thing in the mail on its way to you when we got it, uh, pal. But again, uh, congrats on a heck of a season. Thanks so much for being here with us. Always stoked to have you on the show and, uh, man, congrats on being our 2022 digging deep, most improved pro. Thank you, Cody. I really appreciate it. Congrats again, buddy. We'll talk soon. See ya. That's top three AMA ATV pro Brandon Hogue right here on the digging deep ATV MX podcast. See you pal. See you mate. Now we'll shift gears from the guy that got the podium spot this year to the guy that had the spot last year and did everything he could to try and repeat. I've been excited for this conversation for a while. Enjoy our Bryce Ford tell all and pay attention to just how much different he sounds in comparison to a year ago. I love it. Enjoy. All right, guys, I am stoked to talk to this next guest. Brought to you by Binky's Forever ATC Museum. Open to the public September 24th, October 22nd, and November 26th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day. Tickets are available at www.binkiesforeveratc.com or at the door. One of my favorite dudes in the pits, fresh off his most recent pro-class podium, the eighth of his career, and currently readying himself to represent Team USA at the 2022 Quad Cross of Nations, it's Mr. Bryce Ford. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Grateful to have you. Thank you for having me on, Cody. I'm super excited. Um, and I've just been preparing to go overseas in the Czech Republic and, and make everything go smooth. Yeah, so tell me tell me what that's about. I was going to ask you what's going on in your world. You kind of already told us there. I'm assuming just grinding away, uh, getting ready to go to the Czech Republic. So tell me about that. What is the What is the difference in your prep, I guess, based on you know, you prep all season. Are you training any different right now or what's that like? Um, so honestly, it's been pretty fun just riding with not a ton of pressure because there's no points going into this race. Yeah. Um, and just, there's nothing on my mind except for just, I need to ride the best that I can. So, um, we, we up the moto length a little bit. I've been doing some long motos. Um, the only difference is we changed the pipe that I run in the field that we're going to run over there. Okay. Um, but it, it's all been going really smooth. It's definitely a little bit different, um, but it's it's still the same ATV. So it's it's super cool. Um, I'm really excited to go over there. Honestly, I just 
it's going to be cool for me because it's like a one-off race so there's no pressure Mm -hmm. um and and it's just going to be something different I haven't done in a while so I'm I'm really excited I'm focused and and the training's been going good I took a little break after Loretta's but right now I'm in the middle of of sort of um my training like I've I've rode for two weeks rode for uh trained for two weeks and then I'm going to do two more weeks and then we fly over there so it's it's been going pretty good I feel feel good I feel fresh on the bike again like I did at the start of the season um so I'm, I'm just like I keep saying super excited it's this is a big opportunity for me it's it's one of the biggest I've ever had um just just to go to a different country I've never done that and um just to do it for the people and the sport that I love this is going to be awesome for me yeah, I mean, what an opportunity. I, I got to imagine it's a it's a bucket list thing. We'll get into a little bit more of that. Uh, as you're training here, uh, is your brother, you know, kind of training with you? Like it's middle of the season. I imagine, you know, being the foreman like he is and working on the track and all those things. I feel like maybe he's out there pushing you. Tell me about that because I know he's got other things going on too. I know he's getting married soon and all these things, but is he out there riding with you as well? Yeah, so um, that's that's a little bit different. He's he's riding with me. Uh, he rode. I've I've been riding quite a bit, but he rode with me two or three times. But he's on a on a dirt bike, and there are a couple other dirt bikes out there. Okay. Um, it's just you know I don't. It's nice to ride with people like during the season, but right now, um, it doesn't really change for me. Um, I know if I'm feeling good or if I'm not. <laughs> you know, got it. Yeah. And if I hit a good lap, it's it's like I want to hit another good lap. So. It's not super hard to ride by myself. I just, I've been really focused lately. I've been working with a mental coach and I feel like I've came such a far ways in, in such a short time. Mm-hmm. And um, just to see my progression, um, you know, just, just with the mental side of things and just like before I even get on the bike, I feel a lot better. So uh, Cody hasn't been riding with me a ton. He hasn't been riding on a quad, but um, it's just, it's cool to see other people out there when I'm riding for 30 minutes, you know, they're right. somewhat suffering. I'm not the only one, <laughs> um, but no, it's just, it's been super fun. Um, just, just seeing my brother enjoy his time off and, and ride his dirt bike uh, just gives him a little break, but he's still staying active. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's super fun. And, and we also sponsor a pro rider. We just, I just came back from Paula. Yeah. I saw see, that. Like just to see, um, and ride with some of the different athletes in different sports it's it's super cool and to see their physical fitness in mind so it just pushes me and and i i won't stop and, and yeah what remind me of his name bryce it, it escapes me right now uh his name's Ryder floyd yeah Ryder floyd yes 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 i've yeah so, so yeah so he he grew up around here and he's been racing pro and he mm-hmm. was met with man luck Yep. And uh, I met him at Fit and Wise, but long story short, um, I just, I talked to my parents and, and we wanted to help him out a little bit and it's been going smooth, but I think his bread and butter is going to be super cross this year. So okay, I, I just try to really help him and we work together, um, which is super cool because he's a pro athlete mm-hmm. and I'm also a pro athlete. It's a little bit different. Um, motocross, I feel like it's just like, you got to get down and like, push through some stuff but supercross is more of a technical aspect so it's super cool and it sort of honestly helped me a little bit with my riding I used to be really loose and and sort of out of control with the bike Mm -hmm. and I learned like you know if you're super in tune and and you know discipline on your motor on the ATV it it really helps um just with fatiguing and and just with 
hitting that same line consistently. So watching him going to the supercross track, it's like, wow, you know, you got to be perfect for 25 minutes. So when I get a little lazy, when I ride, um, it, it definitely opens my eyes to something completely different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen him at some of the races too, right? Like you guys have developed a, a friendship. Like he's been at some of our races as well with you. And uh, I got to believe that, you know, just having another person that you can talk to. And obviously you have your brother, um, which is a huge advantage to both of you, but to have another guy who does things on the motocross and supercross side that you can just talk about racing things with, and kind of like your perspective on things and stuff like that, that has to be an advantage as well. I would think. Yeah, for sure. And that's like something that, that you bring up. That's super cool. Just because he can see like, like obviously ATVs isn't as big, but um, he sees the, 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 the work I put in during the week. And just like when he comes to a race, he knows what I need to do because he watches how I ride during the week. And um, it, it's been something really cool. And like, I went to Paula last week and, and um, I, I try to help him just like he helps me. And um, it, yeah. it's super cool because it's two completely different uh, machines, but it's, it's very similar. And, and some of the people I've met, like, have heard about our track or heard about us or ATVs. But honestly, a lot of them act like they don't know about ATVs. But then you get, you get to know them a little bit better. Like I talked to a guy that works for HRC Honda. Long okay. story short, he used to work for Yoshimira Suzuki when – when Chad rode quads and he knows a little bit about the industry, but there's just a lot of people who know a lot about it. And like, it's super cool to see him just, you know, ride with me and help me through some of the things. Yeah. That's awesome. I think across the board, it just feels like you're becoming uh, like a more well-rounded rider. You know, as you get a little older, you're, you're uh, you know, having people join kind of your inner circle that are able to help you grow and, and, and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, you said you have a mental coach and maybe that explains some of it too, but just talking to you, I mean, hearing you now and even talking to you in person, when we got to conversate throughout the the year, it's just like, you just feel like you've taken a step and maybe it's just taking a step in being a person, being more comfortable as a pro, like kind of on the, I don't, I don't want to say on a, on a pedestal. Cause that's sometimes has a negative connotation that comes with it, but just you're more comfortable in your role. You're more comfortable in your skin. You're more comfortable going to the gate and hanging out with the kids and prepping their gates and just being Bryce Ford. I don't know if this makes sense to you, what I'm saying, but it sure looks that way from me that you're just, you've just grown and you're just more comfortable being who you are. No, for sure. And I agree with that. And that's a lot of self-confidence and, and just not worrying about what others think about me. Um, I feel like, like I worry about what people think and say, and I change the way I am. But um, now I sort of just do my thing and go about how I want to go about life um, the way I want to do it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely helped a lot. The mental side of things is, I've always felt like it's a lot of racing and, and just to see some of it starting to, you know, benefit me in, in the way that it can help. It's definitely a big part of it. I know a lot of people stress about riding and stuff, but just being, you know, um, just having a strong mindset before you get on the bike, it definitely helps a lot. And, and thinking that you can run with those guys, like for instance, me at Texas, um, I rode up front for quite a while and I sort of lost that, that, um, that attitude and that hunger throughout the season. And then you see me at Loretta's. Um, I wasn't running up front, but I was running, you know, closer to second mm -hmm. um, than I, than I had for a while. So just to see the, the mental side of things really changed for me and how it's, how it's benefited me. Um, I love it. 
And I also really just have enjoyed the whole, you know, the learning experience for me, the maturing side of things. It's, it's awesome. I mean, to, to think that, you know, your job gets to be riding your quad. I mean, that's just the coolest thing. And I think that you're exactly right. I mean, I think even some amateurs listening probably right now can relate to, man, like the season is so long, especially when you prep and ride and train as much as you guys do. The season is so long that in the middle of it, it can, you know, it can seem like, like a marathon. As the number one podcast in ATV racing, it's only right that we partner with the industry leaders in suspension tuning. Insert Impact Solutions. Impact Solutions is a full-service ATV and side-by-side suspension center specializing in the revalving and service of your motocross and off-road suspension. With over 25 years of elite-level knowledge, experience, and testing with riders of all ages and ability levels, Casey Greek, Jay Goble, and the Impact crew strive to exceed clients' expectations for service and setup. Impact Solutions is the official Elka Suspension Service Center of the United States, offering unmatched product knowledge and experience. Whether you're in need of service, parts, warranty, sales, or technical support, Impact Solutions has you covered. Head over to ImpactSolutionsATV.com or give them a call today. We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. The following message is brought to you by Manscaped.com. The Manscaped engineering team has outdone themselves this time, creating the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, an official sponsor of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I am blown away. This thing is next level. What sets this trimmer apart from all the rest? The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. It features a new multi-functioning on-off switch with travel lock for those of us who like to travel. And my favorite, the new trimmer allows you to customize your trim with four different guard lengths and upgrade from its predecessor that only featured two. If you're listening, you know that good tools are a must, so wait no more to get the best tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using code DIGGINGDEEP20. Hey everyone, this is Larry Mills, president of DP Breaks North America and proud partner of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast. We at DP Breaks are a longtime supporter of ATV racing and the world leader in centered brake technology, dominating the ATV world for decades by supporting the best four-wheel racers on the planet. This year's lineup includes Jeff Rastrelli, Mark Baldwin and Baldwin Motorsports, Ford Brothers Racing, Nick Janusa, and many more, including Mr. Digging Deep himself, Cody Jansen, plus all the top 17 GNCC pros such as seven-time champion Walker Fowler, Bryson Neal, Hunter Hart, Cole Richardson, Jared McClure, Adam McGill, and previous champion Chris Borich. These top riders continue to appreciate the high performance and impressive durability that their DP brakes have to offer. Products ultimately help place them on top of the podium week after week. DP Brakes are available through www.dp-brakes.com or you can purchase them through your local parts and limited stocking dealer or you can even message us, myself, Larry Mills, or DP Brakes on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have any questions about product or sponsorship support, please ask us. We are waiting for you. Join the best ATV riders in the world equipped with DP Brakes and have a great year, everyone. Nearing two decades into the brand's existence, Factory 43 is back and better than ever, continuing to make major waves in the ATV world. For the third consecutive season, Factory 43 is the 
official aluminum parts choice of the Phoenix Racing ATV team, providing their state-of-the-art Evo Nerf bars, MX-style front bumpers, and grab bars for two-time champ Joel Hetrick. If you're in the market to upgrade your Nerf bars, bumpers, or grab bars, head over to Factory43ATV.com to see their full line of industry-leading products available for all makes and models. Head over to Factory43ATV.com today. Success in the ATV MX world is similar to what creates financial success as well. The right people, the right advice, and more importantly, hard work and the benefit of an ongoing relationship as situations change and adversity is experienced. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Haymower Financial Group can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help your family prepare for whatever life brings. Call me, Scott Haymower, at Haymower Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, at 920-338-8150. That's 920-338-8150. Offices located in beautiful De Pere, Wisconsin, with registrations and clients nationwide. Let's talk about your season, Bryce. So your third season as a pro, you kick things off with uh, with a fourth at the opener. And didn't something happen as I was prepping my notes here? Didn't something happen in the last, like the last corner, right, of the, of the main event there? At yeah, the no, didn't was, something happen? Yeah, it was like the last lap halfway to go through. I just got lazy. And I, you know, I like I was like pretty much thinking in my head the race was over just like ride and I do that often where I just get content with where I'm at and I, I lose a little bit of focus and yeah next thing I know I lost a little bit of focus <laughs> and my bike's flipped upside down and I'm laying on the ground next to it um but I, I got up as quick as I could and I got fourth which was great mm -hmm. um but it, it was just a little a little bit of a bummer because I was doing I was in third yeah. I personally feel like I got third um, because Hogue had an unfortunate break, which I don't really count. That is, is me beating him. So right. um, third would have been super great. And then I got gifted second. So it was going really good. And then just that little mistake. But to get fourth off of that, I, I was happy with that for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So, so nearly, uh, half a lap short of a podium there. Um, and, but then you quickly did rebound. So you, you got that fourth. That was great. Rebound in that way. And then you quick, quickly rebounded after that, grabbing two podiums in the first four rounds. And, uh, you went on to be at the center of this battle for third for literally the entire season. Uh, so you would know better than anyone, but I think that fight for third, literally like was literally as gnarly as we've ever seen it. I truly believe that, or at least in the last decade or so, I mean, since the factories were around and, you know, you had all these big name legends. I truly think that that battle for third was as gnarly as it, as it's ever been. What, what do you think you were at the center of it? You would know better than anybody, but I believe like from the outside looking in, man, it was a dog fight. Oh no, for sure. It really was just like halfway through the season. I, I felt really good. And then I fell into a little bit of a slump. And, and I, I just want to be honest, um, <laughs> Hogue was riding really good this year. And, and that was obviously someone who, you know, I was focused on because he had his program together. And he, he, he was riding great to qualify second. And he was running, you know, really good lap times. I mean, I, I had my hands full for sure. And, and I know a lot of people think that, um, you know, the third place might be this guy's or that guy's or this guy's. But. It, it was definitely something that was on my mind, and, and I wanted third super bad because I got it the year before. But for him to get it, I really think it's awesome for him because I, I've seen how much work he puts in. I know that is his life, and he he works for it. Um, 
yeah, he just straight up worked for it, and, and he did really well. Like at Briarcliff, he was running uh, first or second. I, I can't remember exactly. And then at Daytona, he was running first. Um, and and just to see how, how his work's paid off and, and to see how well he's done it, it, it really is awesome for me. And I know some things went sideways at Loretta's, but I don't take that away from his riding at all. I think he's a great rider. Um, and, and he did great this year and he, he earned the third spot and I don't take that away from him, but I feel like if I would have had my, you know, if I'd have rode consistent through the whole season, we would have seen something different, but unfortunately we didn't for myself Mm -hmm. and it is what it is. I'm just going to try to be better and just focus on myself. Like for instance, last year, I didn't even ride until, till like February 10th or 15th. Um, just because I, I was honestly exhausted from racing. I, I didn't want to race anymore. I, I didn't enjoy it. And just to come back this season and, and really have fun and enjoy it and to be sitting here um, September, and I, I plan on riding in October and throughout the season, um, it's, it's awesome to see that, that I enjoy it again because for many years I was just going through the motions and, and wasn't enjoying it. So to see myself back enjoying it, my mental state is 10 times better than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's something great for me, and it's a positive. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you right now, that third spot is no joke. Um, and, and Hogue earned it. Jeffrey rode really great. Nick Janusa was impressive. Max is always, you know, he's going to be fast. I feel like me and him are, are very close. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just the, the luck factor, to be honest with you, the third spot. Like, we all rode really great. We had our, you know, really good races and not so good races. So it's super cool for me to see it's, it gets a little frustrating when like one guy does really good and you have a really bad race. For me, yeah. Pleasure Valley was that race. I was running second yeah. and I, you know, I hit that flag post and then the second moto I blow up. So it's like, mm -hmm. that was a tough weekend for me, but, but it's super cool. And, and that's what makes racing fun. I, I have never had those battles growing up where there's three or four of us going at one spot and two guys way better than you guys. So it's super cool for me. It gives me a lot of, you know, a lot to learn. I can catch, try to catch Joel and Chad, but I also got to stay good to stay in third. So it's, it's something that's super cool for me. Yeah. So you just hit on like, like five topics that I wanted to touch on while we're, while we're talking here. So I'm going to need to take it one, one thing at a time here, but honestly, like, I feel like for you and you touched on it, something that we said so often is everybody all of you kind of had, you know, you like you had the Pleasure Valley thing. Brandon had, you know, the opener and his Briarcliff thing. Like everybody had their problems. Jeffrey had them. Max had them. I mean, everybody had them, right? So it, it kind of, it eventually evened itself out. And the crazy thing is, you know, you talked about how good, you know, mentally you grew this season, all these things. Like you've looked to me like your riding was better than ever. Uh, and so when you compare last year to this year, you had within one point, you accumulated different from last year to this year, three podiums each season. And it kind of just shows you had almost identical seasons yet and you got better, but it just shows like that, like everybody got that much better. Yeah, And that's, that's something that's crazy too. It's like yeah. we yeah. got better and going into the start of the season, I was, I was confident with where I was at right. and just to see Chad and Joel get that much better. It's like, man, this is crazy. And it's, it's just super cool to see, like you said, everyone got that much better. And I, I really didn't even know that, that I got one point difference from this yeah. year to last year, but yeah, yeah, that's dude, super three, cool. 
313 last year, 312 this year. But even I think it speaks to, you know, the Brandon Hogues, the Jeffrey Rastrellis, the Nick Janusis, everybody raised their uh, level along with you. And so for you to have a season that basically mirrored last season, almost identically and to, you know, against all that great competition, I think that that speaks well to the path that you're on. And even uh, Joel and Chad on our last couple episodes said exactly what you're telling me right now is yes. Like you always want to win. Yes. You always want to be on the podium. If you're, you know, yourself at the same time, you don't want to just be the clear cut like, you know, basically like you're cruising around and getting third, you wouldn't want that. You want those other guys to push you to be, you know, the best that you are that way that, you know, you get that, like that natural high that we talk about on these shows or whatever. Like if it was just a given, if you were just, you know, like, like on the, in the younger class or the, the, you know, youth classes, or even man, even even when you were in pro-am, like when you're smoking everybody, uh, you don't really get that same natural high. And when it's difficult and then you get podiums, or you, you know, are at the front of races, getting second overall, getting whole shots, all those things, the tougher it is, the more rewarding it is. And I think like you paying your dues now is just going to pay off down the road. I truly believe that. Yeah. And that's like with the mental side of things and just even, I try to eat the best that I can. I don't even eat any bad food to be honest. (laughs) Um, And I just do everything. I'm trying to do everything right. And just at, at a young age, I feel like you know, some people, you know, party and things like that, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, stay committed to what I, what I dreamed of being and, and fulfilling is, is to win a pro championship. And, and I want to do it in a short time because there are people in my life that, that impact every day. And um, you just never know how long everyone's going to stay around, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's something that's super cool just to see how much better I've gotten and, and just like, you know, how far I've come, like you said, pro-am was sort of a runaway. And then you go into pro and it's like, you're, you're really fast. You feel like you're the fastest you can go. And then you see someone faster than you and you progress to get better and they get better. And it, it just makes it like, I feel like pro class right now is, is really solid. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's, it's as solid as I can ever remember it being. That's what makes it so fun from our perspective. And that's what I was kind of getting at is that for you too, it's gotta be so much fun being that man, like going into the weekend, you know, you got to bring it. You still don't know how it's going to go like that as a competitor. And I know that you're as competitive as anybody as a competitor, you want that challenge. So uh, that's what I was kind of getting at there. So uh, again, a number of topics I didn't comment on there. I'll comment on them as we finish up our, uh, our conversation here, but kind of jumping back in talking about your season so around the midway point of the the season we started to hear that you were going to be the pick as the third rider for team usa and around that time is when we saw you know a couple totally unrelated mechanical issues that pleasure valley incident and with the dnf and all those things completely unrelated to the team usa thing um but i think you know people wanted to connect your results at that time to you know the team usa announcement and all that stuff whatever that's that's a conversation for another day but i I did want to ask you if that announcement as a member of team usa and the reaction that that you know, kind of stemmed from that. Did that impact your riding at all? Like, did that feel like pressure uh, to you or, or was that just, it was just coincidental that, that that's the way the results looked. I feel like there was a little bit of pressure. I'm just going through the season and trying to stay healthy, but um, I sure. feel like, like you said that there was a little bit of a coincidence going on there. Yeah. Um, just, just some bad luck. And, and that's with racing in general. I feel like we're pushing the bikes, you know, to the limit power wise. 
and we're riding them pretty hard. There was just unfortunate things, and yeah. and I'm I'm fine with that. And like I I believe that that Mark assembles the bike to the best of anyone out there, and and even Jeffrey had his problems, and Mark assembles his motor, and I know we have like identical motors, so it's just it's unfortunate. But um, there was definitely a little bit of like you know nerves and and pressure for me with the USA thing, but there was that would have nothing to do with my performance or, or my, you know, my mechanical issues. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it was a coincidence. Um, It it sucks, but just to, you know, to even race and and ride with those guys, I'm I'm fortunate enough to do that and to not get hurt when there's a mechanical problem. It's, it is what it is. And it's like, you can't change that. So. And and, and honestly, like uh, kind of a different topic, but I mean, just to see you on the side of the track, cheering on your brother, like all those things. I mean, you just, you know, it was like on that day, it was what it was. It is what it is kind of thing. And, and I, and I knew that you were going to say that. I didn't think that there was a correlation. Uh, I'm sure, especially in the the dog days of a season like that, I'm sure you're not listening to our shows, but man, on, on every episode, I'm like, I just, these stray bullets that this kid is getting from this whole deal is absurd to me. Like you earned the spot, you deserved the spot. Like you were named to the team for a reason. And I think it was just these trolls that you see on the internet that are the ones that are banging the table. Like this was some egregious mistake. These are things that I said over and over and over again on these shows. And I kept hoping that you'd be able to just use it as fuel. The last thing I wanted was for you to get robbed of, you know, all the joy and excitement and honor that, you know, this thing being named to team USA is, I know it was a dream come true, something for your family that, that you guys had, you know, maybe marked down as a goal sometime, you know, long ago, like, man, hopefully someday we can do this. Uh, you get it. I was just hoping that the situation that arose where people were questioning it and whatever, I was hoping that, you know, you didn't let them rob you of that honor and the joy and excitement that comes from that. But I was really hoping that you were going to be able to use all those comments that I saw as fuel. And, and honestly, like even me, I would see comments on our posts or whatever. And I'm like, I can't even read these anymore. I can't read these comments anymore. It just made my blood boil. Um, I was cheering for you. I think I put you on my fantasy team every week just because I wanted it for you so bad. But I was really hoping I'm like, man, just use all this crap as fuel. I was wondering if you were able to do that. Yeah, no, that's that's something that might have, you know, it might have gotten my head a little bit through the season, just going through the comments. <laughs> Sometimes I, I probably need to get off Facebook and Instagram, but just I just really want to, you know, make the ATV racing community. I want to help it and make it grow. And like we help JL um, from South Africa and we, we don't ask for anything from him. I don't ask for anything from him. And I, I you know, try to prep him like, like it's myself. I, I tell him any information that I know. I let him use the same trainer we use. Like in and to see those comments and it's not even like I'm like poor me or anything. That's not what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It just it's like it's a little disappointing. Um because I, I just you know, I've never been like really liked because I feel like my parents have gave me a very good opportunity and it's like I'm I'm very fortunate. Like they don't have to do this. This racing is for fun. I'm twenty years old. They could they could pull the plug, but to see them, you know, really support my racing and, and keep our relationship together, and just I'm able to race every weekend, and that's that's going back to something else is just like racing every weekend and being able to train. It's it's I'm very lucky because a normal job is a lot harder than racing, so I need to you know be be fortunate for what I have, and just to see people type mm-hmm. that stuff up and and have the you know 
to be behind a keyboard and type that when they don't even see what I do every day, it's, it truly hurts, but they're the people who, who I feel like are in my corner and good for me, you know, sponsors, Baldwin, people mm-hmm. who are like, those people don't even know what they're saying. Right. And it, and that means a lot to me, but I just don't understand why, why everyone wants to come after me for, and, and 98% of the people that I saw don't even know me mm-hmm. and I, I've never talked to them. So it's like, I don't know who they're speaking on or what they're speaking from, but it is what it is. I feel really honored to be on Team USA. Harv Whipple has been, you know, super welcoming and, and been a good, good person for me. Just he's the referee, but he's also, you know, someone that I, you know, trust what they say, believe what he says. And, and Mark has been great as well. I know I use him, but he's also a straightforward guy. I don't think it matters if you use him or not, but to see the support from the people that really mean a lot to me, um, it, it truly is amazing. And, and this is something that I've wanted to do since 2017. I think I was 16 or 17 years old. My brother went to the first race, and then I went two years ago. Um, and I wanted to be on the team. I was never sure if I would because there's so many options. And to be selected, it's 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 the greatest thing that that I've been a part of other than, you know, just like what we do. But mm-hmm. for someone else to choose me, it really means a lot to me. Yeah. So, I mean, those people, the people that were commenting on the Internet, um, people like that don't matter. You know, that they, they don't know you. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what all goes into this. They don't matter because anybody that truly knows what it takes to get where you are, uh, they, they would never say anything cross like that. The other thing, and this is a conversation that we had on shows like this, but you can't, doesn't matter what you come from or whatever. You can't pay your way into finishing third in the AMA ATV pro class, you know? So, so that's a topic for another day. What I guess I want to end this part of this conversation on is saying, I think you just have to keep doing exactly what you're doing because I I had said to you before we hit record on this thing that I didn't want to have you on the show in the middle of the year and pile on. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to add more to your plate but I do want you on the show more. And I've always felt this way because I think, I I mean, I absolutely like you're one of the guys I cheer for. I I absolutely love who you are, love what you do for the sport, love that you wear your emotion on your sleeve, love the young man that you are. I love all that stuff. And I think that the more we can hear from you, the more you can just do your thing and people can see what you're about. I think the more people are going to become fans of yours. So I feel like you just got to keep doing what, what you're doing. I guess uh, this seems like the perfect opportunity to me to ask you what riding for team USA and representing our great country means to you, because it's the honor of a lifetime. You kind of touched on it there. It's something that you wanted to do for years and years, but man, I can't imagine. And this is something I said to Chad. I I remember in the past, I might've said it to Joel as well, but just to think like, you know, this, this big, beautiful country that we live in, that we come from uh, the greatest country in the world. I know you're proud of that. um, No doubt, but this big giant country, land of opportunity, all these things. And to think that, you know, our group, you three riders and your crews are going across the pond to represent this big giant country. You're representing our country on, you know, behalf of our ATV community. Like what a freaking honor. I mean, the more you think about it, 
it's literally the coolest thing. I mean, I'm just so stoked because it wasn't that long ago that quad cross of nations as an American wasn't a thing. Like it was on nobody's radar. And the fact that it is now, and you're, you know, right in the time period where you're able to go do this, man, like what a dream come true. It really is. I can't imagine what that feels like. Yeah, no. And, and I completely agree with you. And I, I got some tears in my eyes when, when Harv said that I was going to be on a team, um, it, it, it really means everything to me. I've, I've trained, I've been through a lot with just my, myself injuries. Um, and just to see my, my hard work and, and to get chosen for team USA, I'm, I'm really excited. And, um, like, I, I mean, I'm taking this serious. I'm, I'm doing really long motos. Like I'm, I'm going to put everything I have out there. I, if you see me get tired at a national, like, like this isn't going to show there. I can promise you that I'm, I'm riding with a lot of, you know, pride on my shoulders just just to represent everyone so well and and I know we have a great great series of riders and, and great backing from a lot of people so I, I'm gonna do my best to represent I'm, I'm gonna do everything that I can no matter you know if we're 10 20 25 30 minutes in yeah. I'm, I mean this is just an honor like you said of a lifetime and and this is an opportunity you know it could be this could be the only one I get I could get 10 more but um, I'm going to take this one super special for me. I'm going to be focused when I'm there racing. Um, but it's just, it's super special to me. And this is something that, that I'll never forget. And to represent, obviously, you know, the thousands of racers in the U S it, it really means a lot to me. And, and that's why I just want to, that's why I just get so hurt when people, you know, make those comments. I just want to, you know, bring everyone together and, and make this sport big. And, and that's what I plan on doing is, is representing the U S really well over there you know, handling business like we do here. And, and it's super cool to see that Mark Baldwin's the manager because me and him get to work really close every weekend. And then to get Casey over there to be my mechanic, um, it's, it just means a lot to me. And, and to have most of my family over there, just, just this whole experience, it's super cool to see that we're going so far away, but so many people are going there to support and to see that we can do this is is the community we are and, and we're you know we're not we never give up and, and we find a way to make it happen so it, it really means a lot to me and and like you said this just came about not too long ago so for me to even dream about it on a 50 wasn't a thing but to see me at, at 20 years old going over there and, and being able to do this it's it's truly awesome hey and the best part of it all is all those people that commented whatever they wanted to comment on the internet on on the 24th and 25th of this month they're going to be cheering for you. No <laughs> doubt in my mind, they're going to be cheering for you. They have no choice. Like I said, there's people, I mean, I said, I had been saying on these shows, like love them or hate them on that weekend. He's our guy. He's your guy. So there's no doubt. I mean, they got to cheer for you on that weekend, pal. That's got to be a cool feather in your cap too. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and that's another thing. Like if, if they hate, I mean, it's just, it sucks because I feel like they really don't you know, know what I try to do for the sport and just the things that I do at the racetrack for, for the little kids and just anyone. Um, but it is what it is. I just, I want to, you know, be there for everyone who, who supports me and, and I want to support everyone who supports me. So it really means a lot to me, um, to the people that, that stick up for me. And, and I see the comments of the people who, you know, are there for me and, and it really means a lot, but but yeah, I mean, I, I'm going over there for everyone and, and I'm going to do my best um, and, and I plan on, on making it happen. But um, it, it, this is an awesome experience, an awesome opportunity for me. Yeah, dude. And, and honestly, 
in our country, I know you're a sports guy, like you're into sports and stuff. And in our country, sports is a great representative of it. It's, it's in other things too, but we build people up. And then when they get to the top of the mountain or, or near it, we like to tear them down. And then we, you know, our country, just the way things are, we want to see them fail. And if you weren't doing something right, people wouldn't want to see you fail. So I feel like, again, I feel, I mean, look at, I, I always use the, the example of Chad, you know, Chad was a 10th place guy. And, you know, then when he started, you know, kind of creeping up there and winning and shocking the world, like he did in 2006 and 2007, uh, when he got that Suzuki ride in 2007, he shocks the world and he, everybody wanted to see him succeed. And then he succeeds to a level that nobody would ever think he would and wins all these titles. And for how many years now, and I love Joel and I love Chad, I love them both, but Chad's been the guy on top of the mountain. He's won eight championships and it's like, everybody wants to see him fail. And that just means you're doing something right. If you weren't as successful, as talented, as great of a rider as you are, people wouldn't even want to see you fail. So I think it's, again, it's kind of just a pat on the back. It's kind of just a man, you're doing something right. And eventually if you keep doing exactly what you're doing now, you're going to earn those people over as fans. I have no doubt in my mind. So don't, don't think too much about, uh, about what they're doing. I, like I said, I was hoping you could use some of those, those, uh, you know, crappy comments as fuel for, you know, podiums and, you know, maybe a potential win, something like that. But at the end of the day, I don't think that you should put too much stock in that. I think that you're going to earn them over, uh, you know, as you go here. Insurance. It's not something everyone likes to talk about, but let's face it. If you race motocross, it's something you should have. Integrative Financial Concepts is an independent financial service and insurance firm who offers moto friendly insurance and helps out riders like Nick Janusa, Jeffrey Rastrelli, and Joel Hetrick gain confidence on the track. With their unique safe to race and safe to ride programs, if you qualify, they have the ability to offer life insurance with living benefits to those who ride. With these living benefits, you may have the ability to access a portion of your life insurance policy while you're still living for things like cancer, heart attack, stroke, or chronic illness. They can also help with many other things such as home, auto, motorhome, and trailer insurance, as well as college planning, special needs planning, payroll processing, as well as group health benefits for your business. So whether something happens on or off the track, Integrated Financial Concepts has you covered. With their complimentary one-on-one -on -one appointments, what are you waiting for? Reach out to Mike Daniele at D-A-N-I-E-L-E -E underscore Michael at nlgroupmail.com today and see how Integrated Financial Concepts can help you. Living benefit riders are supplemental benefits that can be added to a life insurance policy and are not suitable unless you have the need for life insurance. Riders are optional and may require additional premium and may not be available in all states or on all products. This is not a solicitation for any specific insurance policy. Just like the sport of ATV motocross as a whole, our Digging Deep community is brought together by the love for racing that we all share. Our sport is compiled of many great people and leading that charge is the Launderville family at Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply. This racing-owned family business is a steel and concrete supplier serving the entire United States. Launderville Steel is a full-service steel supplier of new and surplus steel, aluminum, and stainless steel products headlined by the 4130 chromoly tubing and plate used in the building of chassis for ATVs and UTVs, off-road truck racing, late model dirt and pro tractor pulling series, drag racing, 
and more. Lundreal Steel loves their racing just as much as we do, but don't forget about their concrete division as well. With over 25 years of experience, the concrete division can supply everything you need to complete your next business or personal project. Their central Midwest location enables LSE to easily serve customers across the United States. For a quote, additional info, answers to more of your questions, or to talk a little racing, head over to LaundryRealSteel.com or give them a call today. We are proud to be partnered with yet another racer-owned company. Thank you, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply. Here at Digging Deep, we have an obvious passion for ATVs and pridefully enjoy sharing the sport's history. Since 2019, when the podcast was born, we've been working to partner with individuals who share our passion, but one man and his vision had been missing from our partnership group until now. When it comes to the sport's history, the hallowed grounds of Binky's Forever ATC Museum has it all. Binky Tapscott's mind-blowing collection of three- and four-wheelers has preserved history by spanning all makes and models from Honda three-wheelers in chronological order to unique builds that shaped ATV racing as we know it, like Doug Gust's iconic DRZ-powered hybrid thumper and everything in between. There's no denying Binky's passion, a passion that we certainly relate to here at Digging Deep. Binky's goal is to share his amazing collection with fellow enthusiasts by making his prized possessions accessible to the public via scheduled visits. Follow Forever ATC Museum on Facebook and watch foreveratc.com for further updates on possibly getting a chance to see Binky's Forever ATC Museum for yourself. We are proud to welcome Binky's Forever ATC Museum to the Digging Deep family. We recite on every Digging Deep episode that we are all about aligning with others who share our passion and love for ATVs. And that's exactly what Blenzall is. For more than 60 years, Blenzall Racing Oil has been the secret choice of many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From world championship kart racing in Europe, to California speedway racing, or the mud and rocks of East Coast cross-country racing, thousands of hardcore racers know that nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzall. Even with Blenzall's wide reach into all forms of racing, Blenzall's lead man David Schloss admits that ATV riders are his people. In fact, he's been an ATV enthusiast since 1986 when he first threw a leg over a Suzuki Quad Sport 230. Fun fact, his passion for ATV racing even led him to launch a popular ATV racing magazine in the mid-2000s called ATV Insider. So Blenzall is a small family-owned business that blends and bottles all of its products in Ohio and has ATV roots? Sign us up. That's why Blenzall is the oil choice of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. To learn more about Blenzall's rich heritage or to shop Blenzall's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzall.com and follow them at Blenzall on Instagram. Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant. The best power sports coolant on the market, Evans prevents overheating and boil over so you need not worry about harming your engine or suffering a premature end to your ride no matter what the conditions. Designed for use in ATVs, UTVs, motorcycles, and other power sports equipment, when conditions are at their worst, Evans is at its best. Upgrade to Evans now to avoid overheating and boil over next time you hit the track or trail. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP20 at checkout to save at evanscoolant.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to support our partners. Now back to the show. So have you envisioned, I'm a big like picture things, like ahead of time kind of guy. I don't know why. I just like to kind of think things or, or, or whatever into existence. I try to manifest them. So have you envisioned what this Czech Republic trip is going to be like? I mean, you've, you've been part of these, you know, you saw quad cross of nations races as a spectator. So maybe you kind of know 
what to expect. I'm, I'm sure you have some kind of uh, some kind of vision in your head, but you have been have you envisioned what this this trip is going to be like? Because <laughs> like even the Euro fans, man, like they've seen Chad, they've seen Joel, but they've never seen you ride in person. Like there's going to be some excitement around that too, uh, as people get to see you ride for the first time. So that's going to be a cool thing too. Yeah, no, that's that's super cool, and and that's one thing that. Uh, me Joel and Chad talked about just like the fans over there just you know love racing and, and you know it's a little bit different when the U.S. goes because they know it's it's a pretty solid team so just to go on on one of the best teams it's it's something really cool and, and that's one thing that I actually do a lot of is manifest things okay and um, I, <laughs> I haven't like came up with a you know something in my head of what the day's gonna go like but but I just see us you know making it happen and and just it all going really well um i don't know about quality you know just like what the track's like or any of that i've seen a video but um i'm just super positive about it and just like like really believe in myself and and i know if i ride the way i can that um you know good things are going to happen so i'm just saying super positive with it the one thing i want to make sure i do good is is the jet lag um, we've been looking at some things and, and got something planned out, but I just want to make sure the jet lag isn't too bad, but I'm going over there a week early. So, um, I'm going to make sure that's good make sure my sleeping's good. And then everything else I think will fall into place. Um, I'm just going to be super focused and, and treat it like, like a legitimate race against, you know, the, the 20 best guys, like I do at an ATV national race, um, but it, it's just, yeah, there's so much I could go into. It's just like, it's, it's such a cool thing and, and such a cool event to ride as a team with all those guys. But yeah, so I'm just going to stay focused. I believe that we can make it happen. I believe I can do my part and it's all going to go good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I'm getting more and more excited sitting here talking about it. I can't wait. Uh, so stateside, getting back to stuff on American soil here. So stateside, what a perfect way to end the season with you three Team USA members sweeping the podium at Loretta's one, two, three. Now we know you went into Loretta's into the finale there, facing a little bit of a deficit, trying to chase down Brandon Hogue in that in that uh, battle for third in the points. Um, you kind of touched on on Brandon and all that stuff. You basically kind of talked about exactly what you did on the podium. I mean, you talked about how great of a competitor he was, how great of a season he had, all these things, which I think is something that we touched on on these shows that you said that think that, you know, people didn't necessarily focus on the fact that you built Brandon up as you were standing on the podium there. That's something that Casey and I discussed on the show, but tell me a little bit about this protest situation. Um, and the reason why I'm asking is because you know, you said as much that it was your last card to play. There was no bad intentions, you know, kind of meant by it. I thought it was super respectable on your part to get ahead of it and say, Hey, yeah, this happened, but Brandon was awesome. It was my last move. I really wanted third place in points. Like I, I took it as man, what an honorable thing to do. Maybe, I mean, hindsight being 2020, maybe the podium wasn't the place to do it, but as a, as a pro rider in our sport, like other than coming on our show or posting a video on Instagram, like that's really your only chance to talk to the, to the public like that. I don't know. I just thought it was, I thought it was a really respectful thing to do to say that. I thought, you know, all the compliments you had for Brandon Hogue was super cool of you. Um, but just wanted to give you an opportunity to touch on that because I thought, like that whole thing just seemed to spiral out of control for whatever reason. And it wasn't warranted or necessary. Uh, so whatever you want to say about that, man, I'll give you the opportunity. But again, like 
I don't know. I thought it came from a great place and I was upset that people were basically like saying anything, but like, for me, it was like, man, everything he was saying was coming from a great place. So um, yeah, I'll give you the floor on that. Yeah, no. So, so like I said on the podium and, and before I even go into that, actually, uh, we just got done with a 25 or 18 plus two moto. Um, if you go back and look at interviews in the past history of just racing in general, a lot of people can't even function up there. <laughs> right. So I might not have said everything dead on, spot on, perfect. But um, long story short, I, I protested Brandon Hogue for, for um, the sound. Um, something that I've been following all year. Joel's followed all year. Chad's followed all year. Um, there were multiple people, and I saw it from my own eyes. There were multiple races where they tested for sound, and it had an insert in it, and then that insert went missing. I don't know what happened with it. I don't, you know, I'm not here to sit here and accuse him. Um, but it was it. It was it. Uh, sunset, and then at Redbud, there's there's pictures and videos from someone that they're stuffing beach towels in the in the intake. And when I was around back in the day, um, someone did that to to pass sound. Okay, and to see him pass sound, and then you know I'm sure those towels were taken out. They weren't raced with at Loretta's. I knew that they would probably, you know, do everything straightforward, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be, you know, that one guy to protest them over that because I, I don't really want to win that way. And um, at Loretta's, there were some people who, who really wanted to see and, and make sure that he was legit. And um, that's, that's what happened. And, and I feel like I really tried my best at Loretta's. I went three, three, I didn't have the best year, but I honestly, if I could go back, I, I wouldn't do it just because the people don't know the whole story. And, and a lot of people have a lot of things to say. Um, but I, I just, I really think that people get mistaken because if I was to do that, if I was to take an insert out of my exhaust or not have a legal exhaust, I promise you my bike wouldn't be on the track. And I don't just say that because I think people don't like me. I know that for a fact. And I know that Joel Hetrick and Chad Wienan would never cheat with an exhaust because there's no reason to. Okay. And I'm not calling out the exhaust guy. I think he's a great guy. Chad Reed. I talked to him on the gate. I think he's a good guy. I didn't protest his exhaust to get at Chad Reed or to get at the pipe. Mm -hmm. I think them helping Hogan to see that exhaust on a top three bike is, is something super cool rather than just a mass produced exhaust. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I really respect, you know, the whole team, Brent Music, for everything he did for Hogue. I don't have anything against any of them. Brandon Hogue, like I said on the podium, he's an amazing rider. Do I think the exhaust beat me? Absolutely not. It was the rider. And I'm not, like, I don't have an exact answer of, you know, was it the right thing to do? Yes and no. Do I want to sit with fourth on my in the back of my head for, you know, six months? Absolutely not. But I'm going to, you know, if, if I believe he's cheating and if he has cheated, I don't think it's right to win like that. And does it make a huge difference? No. But if I did it, it wouldn't go by. So I, I just, you know, wanted to make sure that he was following the rules and he was. So be it. He won. He might have got, you know, money for it or it just shows that, hey, their exhaust can pass sound. I don't see the problem with it. If someone protested me and I was legal, it is what it is. I would personally tell everyone if I ever saw that people bashing another pro because I know how hard all of us work, I would never, ever want to see people bash someone because 
they they don't like that person's opinion on what the situation was. I mean, straight up, you know, me and Hogue have had good battles. I don't have a problem with him. I texted Brandon because he posted something on his story a little bit later. And I was just sort of like, you know, I wanted to see it die. I don't want to just see stuff linger on in our sport mm -hmm. yep. and more negativity for people to feed off of just right. because we're already so small. And, and like I said, I, I really want to bring the community together and I want to see us, us grow as an individual because going to like the Paula or Ironman, the, the sport's so big and it's some of that stuff is so private, what goes on. And that's, I think we're a little bit too vocal on, on a lot of the negative stuff rather than the positives. And I just, I just, I respect Brandon. Like <laughs> we sponsored him last year, two years ago, we gave him everything that I had for a practice program. Mm -hmm. Like I personally and my family don't have a problem with him. If, if he needed something or, or, you know, needed a hand, you know, whatever he needs, I, I would really help him. I really would. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't have a problem with them. And I know a lot of people had a lot to say about that. But going into that, I, I saw a lot of people, 98% of the people, again, you know, had never been to the race or they're just, you know, a, a, an e-score fan that just watch lap times and don't truly know what goes into racing. So mm -hmm. it probably wasn't the right thing for me to do there on the podium. But I just don't want the stuff lingering in the pits. Hey, Bryce Ford tried to protest Brennan. I wanted to be straight up. Hey, yeah. I protested Brandon, you know, um, this is the deal. I didn't say it exactly right. And I, I really haven't even thought about it after Loretta's. So I don't have like, you know, all the ins and outs of, of you know, and I don't want to say some of the things that, that went on and, and, but he did not have the insert in it sunset. He didn't have it in, or he's sticking rags in it, red bud. And that's just facts. If, if you want to believe it or not, you know, it's, that's up to them or, or you, but I, I really, you know, it's like I said, Brandon's a great rider. I do not think the exhaust beat me. I think, you know, he had a great season. We both had some some rough races. And, and unfortunately, I lost by three or four points. But um, it was just, it was tough to see at Loretta's with me going 3-3. Three, three, and, and I manifested that. I, I told myself I was going to do the best I could. And to go 3-3, three, three, it was super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I think you know me well enough to know, like, I didn't ask you to bring up any past, you know, drama or anything. I was only asking, no, I, didn't. I didn't know that, but I was only asking you because I wanted you to have an opportunity to comment on it. Cause we haven't really heard you comment on it since then. And, and again, I wanted an opportunity to double down and say, Hey, I thought it came from a really, I thought it came from a good place. And I respect the shit out of you for doing what you did. Cause I knew what you were doing. You were getting ahead of it. So that just like you said, people couldn't go back to the pits and say, Hey, Bryce Ford did this or did that. I just, I thought it came from a great place. So uh, I was proud. No, of and, you. And, and just really quick. So I saw something in a, in a Facebook group. And, and what I thought was really funny is they took, and I'm sure someone might do it in this as well. They took, so I spoke up there for five minutes. Let's say they took a 25 second clip of all the negative stuff I said right. about the protest and the exhaust. And they posted that, yeah, but they, they didn't post the, the a minute 30 where I absolutely, you know, respect Brandon Hogue. I, I tell him, you know, he's a great athlete. He's a great person. Yep. You know, he's yep. done well. They, they take the, the parts that they want and, and, you know, just run with it. And it, and it, it, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to be me and, and I have a great group behind me. Um, so that's, that's what pushes me to race and, and the people who, who appreciate what I do and, and want to see me succeed. I, I respect them and, and I'm there for them. And, 
and you know the kids that come up to me and you know want my autograph when when people make it feel like it's nothing um it it means a lot to me and and those are the people that that push me through um on you know when there's not really much to you know be excited about on after a rough weekend or or whatever so it doesn't it it does it bothered me at the time but now looking back at it where my mental state's at now it is what it is um a lot of people have never been in that situation they never will be so Mm -hmm. i just got to take it and and you know do what i want to do with it and just make the most of it and and you know it is what it is at this point yep i mean there's some people out there that you just can't you're not going to please no matter what you do so uh bingo i think think uh you hit the nail on the head there so that's a great way to kind of end that uh so last question for you pal you kind of touched on it already about being burnt out at some times in the past and stuff so it was late in the off season this past spring and i was hearing these you know rumblings that People on the inside didn't even know if you were going to be racing this year. It seemed like maybe things came together late. So uh, I don't know what all that was about, but can you confirm you'll be back next year? I think you can, based on some of the stuff that you're saying, this mental coach, this growth, all these things you're touching on. I think it sounds like you're in such a great place mentally, physically, uh, just kind of your outlook on things. Are you going to be back next year? Can you confirm that for us? I can 100% confirm that if, you know, nothing happens to the body. No, but I'm I'm gonna be back and and I plan on making strides like I did this season. I'm not sure on the schedule, um, but but I'm for sure gonna be back and and I'm not gonna take much time off uh, this year round, uh, just because I felt like I got such a late start. But yeah, no, I'll be back. It, it was just super cool to see this season the progress I made and and I felt like coming into Daytona I was the least fit person there. Um, but to see the results when I was running third and then I got second. It, it was super cool to see. It's it's an easier cardio race for sure and easier on the body. But, um, no, I'll be back, and, and I'm going to take this pretty serious this time around. And, and I've, I've truly committed to this sport. And um, all the people that helped me, um, they, they know that, that I'm in this till I, till I can't do it or, or till I win. Um, so right. we're all on the same page. You know, uh, Mark will, you know, Mark knows that. And uh, the people that matter to me know that. So. I'm truly excited to to keep doing this and and to be able to race it at 20, 21 years old. It was never, you know, planned out to be this, but it's it's a dream and and something that I'm very excited to live in and and just make try to make a legacy of of my name and just do the best that I can do. Dude, you're you're on your way there. I think that that's why I wanted to ask that question. Is you know when it was a couple of weeks before Daytona, uh, and I was hearing, you know, are we sure Bryce is racing? And I'm like, man, I couldn't picture the class without you, uh, with all the, with all the potential you have, with all the talent you have, with all that you add to the class. I mean, when you were going to the pro class, that was the most excited I had ever been. Maybe since I think I swear, I think I was more excited than when Cody Gibson went pro to see how you were going to compete with these guys. How are you going to fit into the pro class? I was so excited to see it. And still to this day, that's how it is. And then, you know, you have such a killer support system. Your program is amazing. Your facility is great. Obviously you have this built-in kind of advantage with your brother, another top tier pro racer uh to kind of compete with and all the stuff that he puts into your program your parents are awesome the harris family is awesome is is all in i mean she's she's you know a key player in all this and you know you're you're uh basically like the your right 
right hand man. That's not the right way to say it, but she's right by your side supporting you yeah. through this whole thing. You have everything, including the speed to be a race winner and a champion and your time is coming. I truly believe that. So that's why I wanted to make sure you were going to be back pal. Cause I think the future is so, so bright. We've said that countless times, but even this year, I mean, I th thought you took another stride and uh, man, I just, I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. It's going to be so fun to watch. No, I really appreciate that, Cody, and that means a lot to me to see that people, you know, the ones that actually know what's going on, see how it is, and and like you said, Isa and, and the Harris family and my parents and and just everyone, Mark, um, you know, Mike Walsh, JB, they all do so much for me, and and it truly means a lot because um, there's, you know, yeah, yeah, it just means everything to me, and and I'm very excited to to represent these companies and. And I'm going to do everything that I can to push as hard as I can. And, and now I feel like I'm on a steady path uh, up. It's not I'm all over the place or at the you know, bottom of the, you know, my, my game. But, um, yeah, I just I'm super confident. I, I'm just like I said, I'm enjoying all this. And, and everyone who helps me, it, you know, like you said, it's just it's a great team. I'm excited. I feel like we have a really good, really good team here. And I'm, I'm going to make the most of it. And it, it really means a lot to me for you to have me on this show. Um, and just, yeah, it, the words that you said, man, they just, they mean a lot to me. And it, it really makes me feel good. Well, we, uh, we sure are proud of you, pal. I hope that that first win of your pro career can come while representing Team USA. Uh, we have no doubt in our minds, in my mind, that you're going to slay it. I've been saying it, you know, since since we knew you were going to the Czech Republic. I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to slay it alongside your legendary teammates, and you're going to bring bring that trophy back home. We can't wait to see it, buddy. I'm proud of you. And uh, man, after you slay it across the pond, look for a call from me because I uh, I would love to have you back on the show here to talk about it, pal. This has been awesome. I, I love every time we talk, whether it's in person or on uh, on these podcast interviews. I love it. Um, like I, I've been saying, you know, I'm a fan of yours for sure. And uh, yeah, look for a call from me because I'd love to have you back on the show to talk about uh, uh, a win for Team USA, pal. Heck yeah, I'll be back for sure. Um, but that would be super awesome. And that's our goal for sure. You're the man. I can't wait. That's Team USA representative Bryce Ford right here on the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. Thanks so much for your time, buddy. Always an honor to sit here with you. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Yeah, I'm super excited to go overseas and I'm definitely going to get back on here once we come back and take care of business. So I hope everyone enjoys and, and thank you so much for having me on. Thanks so much, pal. Till next time. Man, another rad episode in the books. I truly enjoy both of those guys. How could you not cheer for those two? I love it. Thanks to producer Dallas Jansen, my brother, for all his hard work. Thanks to Brooke and AMA official Harv Whipple. Thanks to all of our donors. You know who you are. We appreciate you so much. Thanks to all of our partners. CST Tires. Go to shop.csttires.com today. Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew. Thanks to SSI decals, DID Racing Chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Impact Solutions, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the financial advice of the Haymauer Financial Group, Forworks Carbon, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Integrated Financial Concepts and their Safe to Race and Safe to Ride Insurance Programs, Binkies Forever ATC Museum, Blends All Oil, the official oil choice of Digging Deep, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Walsh Racecraft and Manscaped to get 20% off and free shipping with code diggingdeep20 at manscaped.com. Support the brands that support our show and don't forget to use those codes to save. You can find it all on our website and be sure to click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner for all your gear and parts needs and to help us out. 
And most of all, thanks to you guys for listening. Our show merchandise, including our new Red Hot Legends Never Die tees, are all available at shop.diggingdeepatbmx.com. So check that out. This new merch drop is so rad. And if you're looking for another easy way to help support us, visit our website and click the Patreon or Buy Me a Coffee buttons. This allows you to set up a one-time or monthly contribution to support our efforts. You can also give us a call using our voicemail line. Give us your reaction to the show, the races, and or everything in between so we can play them on the show and react to what you have to say. That number is 920-569-3519. We want to hear from you, so give us a call. Follow the show on social media, Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast, and myself, Cody Jansen, for additional content, coverage, and more fun stuff as we transition into the off-season. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find the Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast. All episodes, additional podcast providers, sponsor links and discount codes, show merchandise, fantasy info, and more can all be found on our website, diggingdeepatbmx.com, so check that out today. Be a friend, tell a friend, please download, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And with that, for Brandon Hogue, Bryce Ford, Brooke Catherine, Dallas Jansen, and I'm your host, Cody Jansen, thanks for listening to and making us the number one podcast in ATV racing with over 175,000 downloads last month in 94 total countries. Until next time, thanks for joining us in digging deep with the stars of ATV Motocross. I'll see you next week for a Quad Cross of Nations preview show. Things are crashing and burning here at the Digging Deep Podcast, much like the Titanic. Those guys were hauling ass, for real. I remember watching Doug Gus, I don't know who it was, Steel City, running the same times Friday afternoon as James Stewart was on Sunday back then. It was mental. I've never seen quads go that fast. Quadlers are freaking nice.